Hey everyone, um, Lakers Nacion here with some more Laker talk um, for this episode. Looking to you know dive in to the addition of Dwight Howard. Um, look a little bit, look into some of the you know similarities and differences that Dwight brings to what we um, were hoping Boogie Cousin was going to bring to our squad. Um, and also want to just kind of look at some of the stats for Dwight Howard and, you know, what he was able to do um, through the last couple seasons, more so, you know, looking at, uh, at a season in which he was able to play enough games to contribute, uh, knowing that his last, you know, season um, in Washington, he, he was only, you know, able to suit up for nine games. And then, you know, he was, um, you know, unable to play games after that due to his injury and uh, the surgery and the procedures that he had to take. Um, but, you know, just want to see what can he contribute to our team, how can he contribute to our team, and, you know, how would it look now, uh, what's, what are the, some of the similarities that he brings to our squad that we're, of what we were expecting Boogie to bring, as well as looking at some of those differences. So, you know, just kind of jumping into some of those, you know, similarities that I feel that Dwight brings that Boogie was also um, expected to bring to our team is that, you know, I, you know they're both still really good rebounders you know they're 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 players that really know how to utilize their body position themselves and grab boards and by that i i mean offense and defensive boards they're both able to to you know to to do that there and as the lakers were projected for this season with boogie and anthony davis that presented as an area of strength for us right those big bodies inside um, very challenging for teams to be able to to out rebound us with those two in the game, you remove Boogie, you bring in Dwight. Uh, I still think he's able to provide you that type of a rebounding. Um, you know, just last season, no, not just last season, but you know, the last full healthy season that he was able to play that 2017-2018 season in Charlotte. Um, you know, he was able to average uh, three offensive rebounds a game and nine defensive rebounds a game which in total were very close to his uh, career average. So I think that's something that's going to be very similar that Dwight will be able to bring to our squad that we're expecting Boogie to, to bring. Um, so um, that's, you know, and along with Boogie, it's a big center. It's that center that could go and, you know, challenge an Embiid, um, you know, that type of a center, um, a center that you don't have to, uh, worry that when you're out there, can they take on their biggest body? Um, he is a center actually who utilizes his fouls very well, very seldom does 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 he get does he foul out of a game? So you know you have that center that could also bang inside. As we know, um, Anthony Davis has been very vocal that the five is not his preferred position. While he is open to playing that position. It's not the position that he wants to, uh, you know, play for many minutes and many games. So I think, you know, Dwight Howard, uh, you know, does really well filling that void that we thought Boogie was going to do for us. And that's all taken into consideration that, you know, JaVale McGee is still there as as well for us. Um, so those are some of the good things that they have similarities. Um I think very similar to our boogie signing 
is that we um, that Dwight is along with Boogie. Those are two big names, right? Names that are former All Stars, former you know you could look at them like All NBA type players uh, based on their prime and uh, potential. Uh, but due to injuries, they're not the same player. So, you know, a lot has changed both, you know, on and off the court for them. But it's players that uh, carry a very big name. Boogie Cousins is very well known throughout the league and a player that, um, you know, from those early Sacramento years and just while he was starting to get it going in New Orleans with Anthony Davis, I mean, he was projected to be the best center in the league for many years to come. And Dwight Howard carried that type, that same type of a profile. Um, but due to injuries, um, both players um, have shot down. Um, Dwight Howard has, um, along with Boogie Cousin, but I would say Dwight Howard um, off the court, locker room, uh, relationship with players carried a bigger weight into what has impacted and dropped them lower than what he is expecting. You know, then we would then the potential that he is seen to have and could contribute to a team. But the similarity between both of them is that it was two big name players, two centers who at times have been viewed as the best player in their position, but injuries have contributed greatly to their decline. And another, you know, similarity is they they both have off the court concerns, as stated earlier. You know, um, Boogie Cousins, uh, you know, at times he could heat up really quickly and the thing with with his coaches or with others might escalate much faster than than any than other players, as well as for Dwight Howard and his vision of who he is and who he believes that he is and how much value should go towards him and, you know, his difficulty playing alongside other superstars which really impacted his decline through this you know, latter part of his career. So those are many um, of the similarities. And uh, another similarity was that these both, Boogie and Dwight, were not looked to be featured in this offense or in this team within the, the Lakers for the 2019-20 NBA season. They, they, were, they are both players that were signed at their time as contributors you know it's contributors with you know a high chance of of blossoming and being a great uh reward for what we uh for what the organization got them you know that being for what they uh, how much they uh th their value um is going to contribute to the team which was not you know it didn't break the bank you know very minimal type contracts and you know not looking to be featured and hopefully you know they could uh, contribute greatly so if they did in any time have to remove themselves from the player it's not like they're gonna really hinder the future finances of the of the team so those are many of the similarities that these two signings have for for our organization um, however they also do bring um, differences uh, to the team and how the team is going to be constructed going forward although they are both centers they're both bigs um, dual a lot of great job down low. Buggy has shown throughout his career that he's able to stretch the floor. Dwight has not. You're going to see videos of his workouts out there shooting threes. It's very common for these uh, NBA players during the summer to be out there, you know, knocking these three downs. 
I do not want to discredit discredit um, his, his work. Uh, but if you look, not just that video itself of Dwight out there, you know, shooting threes, but many of these players when they're out there, it looks like high school recreational gyms that realistically it's maybe a, a long two and not an actual three. Maybe they are putting a, a three up there, but it's very different when you're at Staples Center, the lights are shining on you, there's, you know, thousands of fans, and you're out there trying to shoot threes and you're a five and you miss one and then the boos start coming down, how that affects your ego going forward. And I do not expect Dwight Howard to be out there on that three. I definitely expected that to be part of Boogie's um, identity this season was to be able to bang down low, but also be able to stretch you out, get that center out that lane, allow that lane to be opened up for LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So with that there, that's a big difference that I see. Um, I do think that Boogie is a better passer. Um, Dwight Howard is a good passer, but Boogie is able to, he, he has really good passing skills for a big. Um, that's, that's a big difference. Um, and one difference is that um, I was, if you just think about his, Boogie Cousins' time with the Warriors, it seemed to be a guy that was able to show that um, he was changing his act. He was willing to compose himself for that season and improve on that. Um, I feel that with Dwight Howard, it's there's a change every time for him, but it just never seems to come to fruition. There's always some type of concern with their, the organization that he's at for which they feel it's not something they will want to continue with. So you saw some growth in, in Boogie. We hear of wanting to grow in Dwight Howard. You know, looks like he has now found that, but it's not the first time he has said that he has now found, you know, his happy place to be able to come out and just be the player that he best can be for, for the team. Um, and, you know, overall... I mean, if you if you add that um, outside game, I do think overall Boogie has a better offensive game, you know, lighter on his feet, able to beat you off the dribble, uh, better free throw shooter, which is huge, you know, which at this time, if you know, if he's rolling, it's a guy that you could roll with, you know, towards the ending of a closed game. If Dwight Howard is doing damage and it's a closed game, you might be concerned with him actually touching the ball towards the ending of the game because... Now, you know, he jeopardizes that, you know, his chance to be able to, to you know, pull through on the free throw line. And during his last full season, I would say, with the Charlotte uh, Hornets, 2017-2018 NBA season, he shot at a 50% uh, free throw uh, percentage um, was his rate for, for which did not show of that major improvement. You know, so you'll be concerned with that. Again, a player shooting in those 50s, 60s, you're probably not going to want that player to touch the ball down low. Um, and realistically, though, if you think about it, we don't have to have him touch it when you have the the likes of LeBron James and Anthony Davis, but it's just something to take in mind. It's just something that I feel if you are down a player and you are going into that fourth quarter with a hot boogie, you will feel comfortable with that. If you know Dwight's rolling, you probably wouldn't feel comfortable with him touching the ball late in the game due to those concerns there. However, I do think that there are some um, things that Dwight brings to our team, to the Laker organization, that Boogie 
Briggs as well, but I think Dwight brings it at a higher uh, level. And I do believe that at this time, Dwight is still considered a better defender. You know, I do believe that he's still considered a better defender. Um, Boogie coming back from his injury was starting to develop that mobility. But at this time, I still think Dwight is still somewhat more mobile. It's not to say he is uh, he is mobile and great. It's just I feel he is more mobile at this time. Um, he, from the injury that he is coming back for, is not as, a, as serious of an injury of what Boogie's coming back from. So I, I believe it was a he's healthier at this time had enough time to recuperate from that from that injury uh, from last year and on the court he's actually more calm where boogie you know plays a lot with his emotions which is great you you, you love that uh, that's just his identity and you don't want to take that away from him but it could cost you at, at a point in time it might cost you um and that that that's one thing that he brings that's you know uh, of a difference and and I think of, of a positive. So some of the positives are there for Dwight Howard within the uh, within the signing. And at the same time, um, I think you know it's not bad in the, what you are getting because what you are getting them for. I mean, as we all know, the contract there it's a contract that they could pretty much remove themselves at any time without having to have any financial strains on it. So you know that's a big you know plus for the Laker organization. Um, is he fully committed? I would say this. It's not the first time he says it. So it's very challenging for one to completely be bought in, even as a Laker fan, even as somebody that truly in the, in, in, in the NBA world bleeds purple and gold, to, to just completely buy in because I'm a fan of the, the Lakers. I feel, you know, you really want to see what that production is going to look like and how long can he sustain it. You know, if he is good for, you know, the first 10, 15, 20 uh, games of the season, when does it start rubbing off and, and, and the old Dwight comes out? Or can he really sustain it through not only 82 games, but, uh, you know, you're hoping to do 82 plus 16 on that because you want to get all the way to, to that NBA final. And through June, can he really go from October to June and feel, you know, good within the role that he is going to be holding down here for, for the organization. Um, so uh, with that said, um, some of the things that I wanted to look at and, and, and see what type of a player we're getting, um, looking at career numbers, I feel are great, but a lot of his damage and, you know, some of the greatest numbers he's going to put up are through those early Orlando years. And, you know, you're still going to see some great, some really good numbers after that, but it's, in reality, it's not the it's not the Dwight Howard that we're getting now. Um, so, I felt last year was a very challenging year to to look at a, a at his stats. You know, just the numbers themselves. Um, I don't think numbers tell you the whole story, but I do believe that it has a great uh, amount of information and guidance to what we could potentially expect and see for him for a player. Um, and for that, um, I just reference back to his 2017-2018 season. Um, and that was with his season with the Charlotte Hornet. And the reason for that was because it's a, it was a season in which he was able to play 81 games. So I wanted to see, you know, a bigger amount, uh, a bigger data, uh, sample data to see, okay, what are we seeing within those within those 81 starts? So although, you know, he did not have, uh, the, the team did not have the overall greatest team success, I think he had pretty, he had some decent individual success. 
from those 81 starts in that 2017-2018 uh, season, um, he produced 50, 53 double-doubles. So that was a great stat to see. You know, that's over you know 50% of his games. He was averaging a double-double. Um, on that, um, you know, 34 of those games, he was able to play between 20 to 29 minutes. And in 43 games, he was able to play 30 to 39 minutes. And two games, 40-plus minutes. So he still had that ability to be able to play uh, major minutes. Great thing is that as he transitions through his, you know, his re- not to say his rehab, but, you know, going through, his, through, through the motions of getting healthier, I do not expect him to have to play many minutes within our, w- w- with, for this season. But it lets me know that, you know, he still has it in the tank to be able to play uh, big minutes, you know, if needed. You know, and from those 81 games that he played, um, in 31 games, he had 20 or more points. And in four of those games, he had 30 or more points. So good to see that, you know, he's able, still able to produce on the offensive side. And in reality, I'm expecting this for him to have a lot of more open shots because you're talking about Charlotte Hornet, Kemba Walker, and who else? I, I cannot, you know, I name you one other player other than Michael Jordan, and he doesn't suit up for them. So to me, if he's able to produce that amount of points with a, you know, undersized guard and do it for that many type for that many games, let's me know that he still has something that could that he could give you on the offensive side. I think we're all looking forward to the things he brings on the defensive side, but I think he'll be able to contribute, especially with a high IQ type point guard like a Rajon Rondo. We know the IQ that LeBron James brings to the game, the great passer that Anthony Davis is. So I think, you know, within time, you know, he'll be able to produce more and more points for us if needed. So he has that ability. It's not going to have, I feel it, it doesn't mean that's what we need, but he has that potential. And another great thing that I was able to see from, from, from that season is that in seven games, he had 20 or more rebounds. So that's really one thing that we would love for him to bring to our squad. You know, crash those boards, get those rebounds. Be that dominance inside that along with Anthony Davis, you know, when that shot goes up, you know, instead of two people trying to block Anthony Davis, now you got to go one-on-one. And if you go, if you want to try to, you know, put your effort towards Anthony Davis, one-on-one, 50-50 ball, Dwight Howard, or a 50-50 ball for, you know, Anthony Davis makes me feel good about my squad and what we could do regarding that that line there, the, the board. So I think that's somewhere where he could really, really, you know, help us out. Um, and then, you know, just looking back even one season before that, for that 2016-2017 season with Atlanta, you know, he had 53 double-doubles. Um, I know as an organization we haven't been great, but I really don't know what the Atlanta Hawks were looking to, are looking or were looking to do with the organization at that point. So I, outside of Dwight Howard, you know, they weren't in any type of position to look to to win championships even make playoffs so you know being able to still be productive and and submit 53 double doubles for that season i think he played about somewhere around 70 games um showed he was still relatively healthy and put up uh, no decent numbers um you know looking back at that 27 you know the 2017 2018 season though with the charlotte uh, hornets um once some of the stat lines that i felt were really great to see regarding Dwight Howard was that in regards to uh, total blocks in the entire NBA, he ranked third. 
and you know and blocks per game he was within the top 10 so he is still a dominant uh, a dominant big on that defensive end he's still going to have that opportunity to be able to block shots eliminate baskets and minimize possessions for for the opposition uh, you know rebounds per game for that 2017-2018 season he was ranked third among all NBA players and in regards to offensive rebounds per game he was ranked fifth so that's a place where I think some of his easiest buckets could come is on those you know second chance opportunities grab a board go back up with it um, you know and I think um, however you know the challenge still was his free throw uh, percentage you know it's like I said it was down at that 57 uh, percent rate but I think he has that opportunity to to still be a very dominant uh, big um, when you look at his career numbers and you look at his, you know, season, that 2017-2018 season, the last, you know, adequate sample that we could look for Dwight, he played 81 games, and in those 81 games, he averaged 16 points, like a little bit under, a little bit under 17 points a game, 12 and a half total rebounds. Those numbers regarding his rebounds are right on point with his career uh, you know, total rebounds per game and his points per game were just slightly under his career numbers. So that big dip has not occurred yet, for which I feel that he still has enough in the tank to provide for us. I think this year those numbers will dip based on the the need for it. It's It's not truly needed on that offensive side. However, the defensive numbers should still show that strength that he provides for any type for any team that he that he plays for um with that there um no i think this is you know a a, a good acquisition for the lakers based on availability a lot of talk about initial i felt that the initial talks and concerns when the Lakers acquired Dwight Howard were the fact that by acquiring Dwight Howard, you know, there might be some centers that are bought out and you lose on that opportunity. But in reality, the Lakers could get rid of Dwight at any time. I think before January, before the contract becomes at any time, you know, there's any constraints to it. If there's any bought out within this first half of the season, early part of the season, Lakers, I believe, still have an opportunity to those players if they feel that that big provides a better, um, you know, provides something better than what Dwight Howard provides to the team. But is it going to be significantly greater? I mean, usually a, a center that's being a player that's being bought out is not going to make that much of a change. There could be some change, but not, you know, that much of a change. Um, with that said, though, the one player that I do think would greatly improve our team is, you know, if he gets bought out, is uh, Iguodala. Once if he does get bought out, I mean, I think that's all the roster is truly missing at this time is that wing defender, is that person that you could, you know, throw out on the wing and not hope to, you know, shut down the other um, wing opposition, but really just hamper them down, slow them down. Being able to throw a player like Iguodala would be, you know, awesome. I think there's going to be a lot of bidders out there for him. He's going to have a lot of options to choose from. I hope that his, you know, relationship and connection with Rob 
um, supports us and what he sees in our team and the need that we need for him that you know he is going to get adequate minutes would be something that would you know entice him to like as Lakers option number one uh, but you know that's still something that at this time you know can't talk much about it because he's not here and he's he's not a he's not at that market yet but just knowing that Dwight Howard is here with us is um, you know with the Lakers I, I see all the great that he is there, the good things that he is able to bring to our squad uh, you know, the first go around did not go great, but I do think it is a different Dwight Howard, and I think he identifies and knows that it is a different Dwight Howard um, that's needed for this team to be successful. And I think overall, I think that he'll be able to to be that 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 player that we need him to be, and you know, really uh, help us overall be that championship squad that we look to be by you know by the end of this season. So with that there. Hope you Laker fans enjoyed this 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 topic that we had today, um, and love to get back to you guys soon. Mm-hmm.